Welcome to Rama for Today. You could take an old flop-eared mule and try to make a racehorse of him. You could file his teeth, polish his hoofs, feed him the finest food, horse food, <laughs> get the best jockey in the world to ride him, run him around the racetrack every day, house him in the finest stable, but on the day of the race, when the gun sounds, all he'll do is just lope down the track because he's a mule. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. If man had never died spiritually, he would never have died physically. Now, what does spiritual death mean? It doesn't mean that his spirit ceases to exist. It means that his spirit is separated from God. Like Paul said, for I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. The moment Adam sinned, he was separated from God. His spirit is no longer alive to God. When God came down in the cool of the day, as, he, as was his custom, to walk and to talk with Adam, he couldn't find him. And so he called out, Adam, where art thou? Adam said, I hid myself. Now, why did he hide himself? Because his spirit is no longer in fellowship with God. His spirit is no longer alive to God. He was separated from God. Amen? Spiritual death also means something more than separation from God. It means that, all right, but it means more. Now, you turn to John's Gospel, the 8th chapter and the 44th verse. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees who were very religious. They went to church, so to speak, or to their services on the Sabbath. They kept the Sabbath, Jewish Sabbath. They prayed. They paid their tithes. They fasted. And they did a lot of other fine and good things. But notice what Jesus said to them, the Pharisees in John 8, 44. Ye are of your father, the devil. Well, he doesn't mean that the devil's their earthly father, their physical father. The devil couldn't be their physical father. He said, you're of your father, the devil. He means the devil is your spiritual father. Amen? The devil... Year of your father the devil, now notice, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. You see, these Pharisees lied about Christ and murdered him. Jesus said that they were children of the devil. Now, why? They have the characteristics of the devil. What are the characteristics of the devil? Hatred and lying. See, murder is hatred. Remember 1 John three fifteen. 
He that hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. You see, hatred is murder. But we've got a lot of murderers sitting around on church pews. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching real good. First John three fifteen, he that hateth his brother, and that means mother-in-law too, or anybody else, is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. See, they had the characteristics of the devil. The nature of Satan is hatred and lying. Murder and lying, hatred and lying. Spiritual death means having Satan's nature. Just like receiving eternal life means that we have the nature of God in us. Amen. The wages of sin is death, spiritual death and finally physical death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. See, when I have the life of God in me, then I've got the nature of God in me. That's a reason, well, what is God's nature? It's love. It's the opposite of hatred or hate. The Bible said God is love. The Bible said the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. The Bible said that's the way that the world can tell, that all men can tell that you are a child of God because of love. New commandment I give unto you that you love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. You are my followers, in other words, because you have love one toward another. We know we pass from death. Now notice, love one toward another. We know we pass from death unto life. We pass from hatred and mind and everything else that belongs to Satan unto eternal life, the nature of God. How do we know it? Because we've got a new nature in us. We've got the nature of God, the love of God, the love of God. But you see, when Adam and Eve listened to the devil, the devil became their spiritual father. And they had the devil's nature in their spirits. That's spiritual death. That nature began to manifest itself in the human family. The firstborn murders the secondborn. Man is now united with the devil. He's an outcast. He's an outlaw. He's driven from the garden. He has no legal ground of approach to God. He no longer responds to the call of God. He responds only to his new nature, responds only to his new master. He's more than a transgressor. He's more than a lawbreaker. He's more than a sinner. Man is spiritually a child of the devil, and he partakes of his father's nature. Now that explains why man cannot be saved by conduct. He has to be born again. If a man were not a child of the devil, then he could just begin to put on the right con kind of conduct and he'd be all right. But even if he puts on the right conduct, he's still a child of the devil and will go to hell when he dies and to the lake eventually, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. See, man cannot stand in the presence of God as he is because he has the nature of his father, the devil, in him. If man is ever saved, he has to be saved by someone paying the penalty for his sins, someone giving him a new nature. I use this illustration very often. 
You could take an old flop-eared mule and try to make a racehorse of him. You could file his teeth, polish his hoofs, feed him the finest food, horse food, <laughs> get the best jockey in the world to ride him, run him around the racetrack every day, house him in the finest stable, but on the day of the race, when the gun sounds, all he'll do is just lope down the track because he's a mule. But you can take that racehorse and not give him half as good a care. When you put him on the starting line, when, the, when that gun sounds, he's gone. Now why? Because it's in nature. He's born and bred that way. Amen. Well, in order for that old mule to become a racehorse, he'd have to be reborn. But that's impossible. But thank God, we can be reborn. Amen. Amen. We can be born again. We can become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is. Not going to become in the sweet by and by. He is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how well educated a man becomes. It doesn't matter how many degrees he may have at the end of his name. It doesn't matter how many dollars he has. It doesn't matter how good a social worker he is. It doesn't matter how religious he is. Man cannot stand in the presence of God. His nature is wrong. Man is lost today, not because of what he does, but because of what he is. What he does is a result of what he is. Man needs life from God because he's spiritually dead. But thanks be unto God, Christ has redeemed us from spiritual deaths. Look at John 5, 26. For as the Father hath life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself. The new man, Christ Jesus, had no death in him. He was not born as we are born. He did not have an earthly physical father as we. He didn't have the nature of death, the devil in him. Yet in Hebrews, the second chapter, the ninth verse, it says that he tasted death. He tasted death for every man. Well, does that mean, is that just physical death he tasted? I think not. I think you can see readily that he must have tasted death for every man. That is, he took upon himself our sin nature. Does that mean he became a sinner? No, a thousand times no. The Bible said himself took our sicknesses. Does that mean he became sick? He had cancer, TB? No. Amen. The Bible said, him who knew no sin became sin. No, he didn't become a sinner. But you see, he took our place. 
I've heard it preached all my life by Baptist preachers, full gospel preachers. He became what we were that we may become what he is. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's very special offer. First in this offer is the mini book by Kenneth Hagan entitled The Past Tense of God's Word. Also, there is another mini book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled A Better Covenant. And last but not least, the three CD set from Kenneth E. Hagan, Redeemed from Poverty, Sickness, and Spiritual Death. All this for $16.95. That's $7.95 off the retail price. Don't delay. Call today toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners. So write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Craig Hagen and Denise Hagen Birds. Also, we have Rama Bible Training College Spring Weekend coming up April 13th through 15th. This is a great way to come on the campus here at Rama Bible Training College, tour it, get to go to classes, talk with the dean, talk with instructors, just have a great time, and you get to find out what Rama Bible Training College is all about and if God is calling you here to fulfill a divine destiny. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Brother Hagen's life-changing teaching on redeemed from poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.